It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. I definitely streamlined that, because I feel like when I say more things, I get I confuse myself, and so I just... Straight, right, to, really. straight to business <laughs> you get lost in the complications <laughs> welcome to the list. this is a podcast and podcasts are shows that play on yeah you welcome Simon. You, you you put them on your ipod you know those things yeah <laughs> yeah it's an ipod so what's up man how are you doing how are you doing i'm good man what's been up with you uh same thing as always you're doing spending great too much, spending too much money crying myself to sleep mm-hmm. at night uh so today i got the covid shot i got the first round nice i slid in there i punched an old lady in the face i said i will survive not you uh just kidding i got the moderna one (laughs) just kidding as if anybody's like simon's a monster (laughs) um i got the moderna one which has a limited shelf life and so if they don't use them all up um they just have them there so Nicole got hers today because she has asthma and she was like, hey, call. <laughs> it was like a back alley deal. She was like, hey, call up this pharmacy after three uh-huh. and ask for this guy and see if they've got any left. And I was like, OK, so I call up there and he's like, hey, man, what's uh, <laughs> what can I help you with? You, you, what you need, dog? And I was like, uh, my wife told me to call you. And he's like, Yo, shh, don't say my name. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, he was like, can you come get it now? I said, yeah. I said, get up there, man. So I go up there and now I have a micro trip. I bought like five Xboxes. I don't (laughs) know. It's weird. Three Microsoft uh, subscriptions. Yeah. My wife got her first shot. We go back on in a few weeks to get her second one. What sucks is in Austin, they're not doing it for like anybody. It's The list is so long. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So... The closest place to do it was Waco. <clears throat> we could have done it in Wichita Falls. There was an appointment in Wichita Falls, but I don't, I don't know. She just didn't want to do that, I guess. She's like, I ain't going to that place. <laughs> so so I, we had to go to Wichita Falls this month anyway, so I don't know why she just didn't. Whatever. Because you'll catch something else while you're here. That's the problem. <laughs> so she got it, and uh, hopefully by her screaming at me constantly, it, it, it passes on to me. I think that's how it passes. Yeah. She just has to spit in your mouth. <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. Uh, baby, baby birded in there. <laughs> what? Uh, what? You said you spent too much money. What did you get this past week? Uh, well, I've been on Mercari like crazy. So I sold some stuff. I bought some stuff. I got all the... Uh, oh, you've been, figure... you've been spe- selling on Mercari too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I bought all the Build-A-Figure parts for Crimson Dynamo because I love like all the armor villains armor wars villains yeah um, same. i got that it's on my tiktok if you haven't seen it uh, i'll take some pictures later but i got this really it's called <laughs> sic sick <laughs> i got this sick um i mean i'm saying it is sick uh common rider kuka figure it's Ooh. like a reimagined he looks way more monster like you... oh i think uh, i know what you're talking about when did you post that today yeah, I just posted a little while ago, oh, actually. Um, 
yeah, it's cool. And then today, while I was at Walmart uh, getting microchipped, I got uh, Super Shredder, mm. which is cool. Uh, which at you know when you buy them at the store, it's thirty dollars. People are reselling them for like crazy. And then I, they had two. I didn't. I'm not scum. I left the other one there <laughs> for somebody. Did you hide it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got the the uh, Randy Savage. He man. Oh, that is so it's so good. I didn't even know they made a Randy Savage. I've been looking for the um trap jaw just from the He Man, not the wrestler He Man. Yeah. I've, I've been looking for trap jaw because I know you said you wanted that one. Yeah, man, that thing's crazy hard to find. Even when it's like even so Mattel, I signed up for mailing on their website mm-hmm. and they're like, It's on sale on Amazon, only thirty six dollars. I'm like, nah, I'm not <laughs> not paying overprice. Don't That's want crazy. it that bad. Anyway, yeah, the Randy Savage thing's pretty funny. They do it with all the WWE. Do you have any of the other WWE ones? No, oh, man, I don't. I don't watch wrestling like that. Randy yeah. Savage is just part of my ute. Yeah, Randy Savage. It's cool. I would have to pick that one. Up. I've never seen that one. I've seen the John Cena one. Yeah, you have. Where? <laughs> <laughs> just I've seen the box. It's just it's just an empty box. <clears throat> I actually almost bought at uh, Big Lots. They had the ring, like the snake, like. Oh. Or the Castle Grayskull ring with yeah, John Cena and another. I almost got it. It's like 20 bucks. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's one of those things that you'd buy and then you get home and you're like, uh, why? Why did yeah. I buy that? Why did I do this? I did kind of start up my business too. That's Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. Is that what you were talking about last week when you were like, you got a business idea that you want to talk about off air? Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice. You launched that shit. I like that. Yeah. It's, I don't have like a backlog of people knocking down my door but it's it was cool to get a client within the day yeah that so. is really cool i thought you were going to try to um open up an online toy shop oh i would also like to do and that. and then i was but... gonna say man that's weird that you said that because i was gonna say that to you and i want to open up like an online comic book shop and we can combo it and call it the wednesday pull list we can call it the sex layer um <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that as well. But this other thing, what's cool is I get access to <clears throat> some toys and I don't have to buy them all. And yeah, I took a pretty cool Pokemon uh, shot. So I was happy about that. It's really smart. Speaking of figures that we um, will be taking pictures of soon, my body came in today. Your body is a wonderland. And I've been playing with myself all day. <laughs> That old Ken doll. <laughs> nice, man. Nude shape. Uh, the head is significantly bigger than the body, but if you know me in real life, um, <laughs> my head's bigger than my body. Usually, right now, I'm uh, a hefty proportion. It is kind of interesting that they had... Uh, it does size out of the body a little bit. But it's not too, did you buy another head, or is that the same one? That's no, the same head. Oh, okay. It just seems to be okay. I did the melting pot trick. Uh-huh. Hey, what's up guys hey i melted the uh not melted i heated up the head to take out the like because you know i had that weird peg in the neck mm-hmm. and, and, it's, and it seemed to i don't know sort of fuse the eyebrow so okay yeah that's what i noticed i was like hey the eyebrow looks good so it worked i did order a sweatsuit so the sweatsuit will i think will make my body look relatively normal yeah 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 for sure i think and this is the cheaper version like you could see the screws and everything yeah. and not the penis <laughs> he's got a tuck <laughs> but yeah it's uh it should work it should be fun yeah it'll be good i'm excited for it 
be on the lookout for those guys. And it's kind of like, I mean, your head is not bigger than your body, but still. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of John Cena, I got a John Cena hat. And that's the thing. I don't want to be wearing a John Cena hat, but I do like that color blue. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to find a spray paint. Yeah. That matches that. I don't know. I'm waiting on that. The sweatsuit's coming in from China, so it'll be here in April. April, the first of April. China. So that'll be cool. cool. And I got some Jordans for it, so be pimped cool. out. Uh, China. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I stopped myself. <laughs> All right. So this is the section of the podcast where we talk about some trending topics. Uh, I might have went overboard because I had a little extra time this morning, but I feel like we can get through this pretty fast. I say that, and then it's like, I always say, like, hey, the podcast is going to be really quick this time, and then it's like three hours later. Yeah. Three hours later. <laughs> All right, so The Silk Show is in early development as an Amazon Prime series, which I thought was weird mm. that a Marvel property is going to be on Amazon Prime. I don't know why. Sony? That's a Sony property, oh, right? yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. They're currently casting a Korean-American between the age of 19 and 29 years. I feel like that's a big difference. Like, I look different from 19 and 29, but I also drink a lot. So maybe Yeah, well, Korean-Americans, too, they're like, yeah. hey, you look young. Yeah, they don't, they don't age until they're like 99. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it uh, seems yeah. that they have approached Adeline Rudolph for the role. I don't know who she is, um, but there's been no like, confirmation or anything yet. The first Mm. description also teases the series will be following the early beginnings of her crime fighting. Uh, She was locked in like a lab, pretty much. I don't know if you know about Silk. She was the other person that got bit by the radioactive spider. I know that she gets super horny when she's around Spider-Man. And her and Spider-Man are just always trying to jump each other's bumps. So since she was sort of locked in this lab, I guess she just watched TV all the time. So she has a massive knowledge for 80s and 90s pop culture. And so I'm excited about it. I mean, yeah, she's a neat character. I like her costume a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazon Prime, though. I don't know. They're good, but I don't know how it's going to work with like a big company like Sony and Marvel in control of it. Mm. You know, yeah. Like the voice is good. Um, Maybe they'll kind of because Silk is Silk is well known, but mm-hmm. because she's not such a headline hero, maybe they'll. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to tie into Venom at all since it's Sony on Sony. Well, maybe maybe the webs will leave mm-hmm. them together. Maybe so. Sorry. <laughs> Moving along, Mo- Marvel Studios. Uh, they've been doing a lot of Captain Marvel stuff lately. As they started doing it a little bit whenever um, Wandavision was going on. They said that they were looking for a Michael B. Jordan or um, what's the dude's name that played in Star Wars? That played Finn. Boyega, Jonathan Boyega. Yeah, yeah. They're looking for a type of actor for this Captain Marvel 2 movie. A lot of people are speculating that it's going to be Blue Marvel, which I think would be really cool. That's a, another like well-known character for comic book nerds, but not so much like you know, <clears throat> the main public. So that would be cool, but some people are thinking it's going to be Michael Corvax, a name that even you know less people wouldn't know who he is. Back in the '90s, there was a Corvax like Avengers big crossover event called the Corvax Saga, and 
Korvac was from an alternate universe, Earth 691, where he was turned into a cyborg by the alien race Badoon. They're the same race that were in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with Ronan. Mm. His transformation has given him the ability to absorb any energy. He even absorbed Galactus's cosmic energy at one point, and uh, he was pretty powerful after that, you can imagine. So I have no idea what this movie can be about, but as you know from our previous episodes, I don't care about speculating, so... Yeah. It'd be cool. I love... It's funny that they say a John Boyega or a Michael G. Board... uh, Michael b jordan type it's like it's like when you talk to a girl and you're like you're such a great friend i can't find i can't wait to find a man like you to marry it's like what (laughs) that was my original thought too it's like you're looking for a john boyega type just hire john boyega yeah man he's looking for work you know michael b jordan has a lot of movies he might actually john boyega probably doing fine he he, he's in a lot yeah he is um michael b jordan might be superman you know a lot of people are pretty angry about that but We'll see. That'd be cool. I like him. I like him too. And I really <laughs> like Val Zod, like the Superman that is brown. So that'd be cool. I guess I should have brought that up last week because that's old news. <laughs> Space Jam 2 released some teasers. Um, I'm excited about this movie, not in a in a way that I think it's going to be good. Right. In any way. Like I like the old Space Jam. I like it a lot. Like stellar acting. But I am if again if you listen to the podcast you know that i go on record saying i like terrible things so the mask is supposed to be in this at some point it also like yeah. all the all these weird Warner brothers yeah so i'm i'm down for it i Maybe again man i recently watched space jam one and i still enjoy it and i'm just it's so bad but sometimes movies like this... It's not really that bad, man. It's, it's, a, it's a, I would say it's, that movie's pretty good. It's pretty bad, man. Michael Jordan is the worst actor in the movie. Everything else is great. Yeah. The Looney Tunes, they really don't fail. So, Right. And Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. And that's where... That movie created so many furries <laughs> because yeah. of Lola Bunny, which on the subject, they yeah. flattened her out and they made her look goofy. Well, closer to what they did with like the new looney tunes and stuff like that they kind of made her like a psycho yeah and then they made her just look like a cartoon character i feel like yeah like they doing the old (laughs) a lot of people on the internet are angry about the new version of lola bunny um which i think is extremely weird i saw the picture and before i saw the the reaction to it i was like oh it looks like lola bunny i don't know yeah i didn't i didn't notice that her waist wasn't pencil thin and she didn't have like a fat ass and thighs i didn't notice i i, I don't know i guess when i was a kid i just i wasn't into that liar idiot but uh <laughs> <laughs> you're a liar what an idiot uh, kid <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it is it is funny it's like yeah sure okay but really people calm the yeah it's like grown-ass men are mad about uh lola bunny not having curves anymore god i'm just so sick and tired like this is gonna sound stupid. This is gonna sound bad, but I'm so tired of the cancel culture thing. I don't. I'm not trying to sound like a boomer, but I am tired yeah. of it. Yeah, and I don't even think it's like cancel culture. Um, the fandom, I mean, man. Toxic I think it's fandom. like. I think it's like. Like weirdo, horny dudes on the internet. <laughs> They're like, "How am I supposed to find my part of that?" Yeah, I saw like a dude. <laughs> I saw a dude on Twitter that had like every piece of lola bunny like 
plush doll action figure poster just like in a room like serial killer style like the entire room was hoarded with lola bunny stuff and i was like what i've never in my life seen a lola bunny like maybe a plush doll maybe at like six flags or something but never custom custom made you didn't (laughs) see that one probably lola bunny flashlight he had (laughs) and there's all these like little rabbit skeletons in the corner (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah uh guys it's okay you it's a cartoon uh if you want her to you know have i don't man there's not there's no there's nothing there's a place for that yeah there's a place on the internet there's nothing that i was about to say that would have not made me throw up in my mouth Right, yeah. Um, there's a place for that. This movie's for kids. Yeah, dude. And like, <laughs> not in it's I'm, it's for people like us, you know, that have the nostalgia, but like that aren't going to wear a trench coat to the movie theater either. Like, <laughs> 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 put a pillow over our lap. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited about Space Jam too. Don Cheadle's in it, so that's cool. Um, I always yeah. like him. I think he's a good time. Yeah, he's funny. Nice dry humor. I feel like he always plays himself. So, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Let's talk about the Snyder Cut for a little bit. Um, we talked about it last week. You and I are not excited, like not like part I of this. Yeah, we're not part of the Snyder, you know, cults <laughs> cult. as they called him. But I, I mean, I want to see it. You know, it's superheroes. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to watch superheroes. So I kind of, I kind of got absorbed into the hype. The more I see about it, I'm like, all yeah, right, same. And you know, some people. So they released. Zack Snyder released his proposed <clears throat> plans for sequels, and some people are like pissed about it. Um, they were gonna have Lex, and they had Jim Lee draw some of the sketches for you know ideas or whatever. That Lex Luthor was gonna be leading the Legion of Doom. It had mm-hmm. Doctor Maru, uh, Captain Cold, Orm, Black Manta, and the Riddler. Which I don't know why they would have the Riddler in there, but I think that's cool, man. Like no finally, Solomon Grande. No, <laughs> looking for pants. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Solomon Grundy for pants too. Um, I just won some pants. <laughs> the sequel was going to end on a cliffhanger surprise, and it was going to lead into the third entry of the franchise. And a lot of people are mad because Zack Snyder's plan was to have Lois and Bruce start up a relationship after the death of Superman, right? And um who doesn't want some grief sex, man? And I could be getting this wrong. Um, and I don't know if I even had this in the notes. I'm going off pure memory. It was going to set up, it's going to be like way in the future. So I guess in that nightmare universe that they have, kind of like playing parallel to the movie, mm-hmm. Superman was going to be resurrected, but be like a henchman for um, Darkseid. So oh. Batman and everybody, they're older. Bat, the big battle, or the Green Lanterns were going to come back to Earth. The Amazon, sort of like that first fight we saw in Justice League. Mm-hmm. They're going to come back to Earth, have this big battle. Batman was going to sacrifice himself. Uh, and at his funeral... So, okay, so you think... Lois has a son. They think it's Superman's son. But at Batman's funeral, she tells him that it's actually, that Bruce is actually his dad and then he grows up to become Batman. Hmm. So a lot of people are mad about that, but in my head, I'm like, that's not that bad of a storyline, man. <laughs> like, that seems original to me. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know why people are so mad about it. And again, it's never going to happen. They're mad about it because they can be. Yeah, that's true. I will say this. 
it sucks what happened to Ray Fisher, you know, his whole ordeal. But I, I just do not like the way Cyborg looks in this movie. Nah. Nope. I like Super, yes. I like Super Friends Cyborg with the afro sticking out of the <laughs> the side. The you got right now we got PS one. Yeah. Uh, PS one uh, Cyborg. I I like the modern version, but again i mean he just looks like a dude that's got like a suit over it he looks like it would be easier to make that costume yeah than it would be to cgi all this shit i like the way they did it in doom patrol man i i like it to be oh yeah yeah a, I like a that perfect too. blend of like robot and man to me it's just like all all you see is his face like a little bit mm-hmm. of his face so he's like uh mainly a cyborg i guess that's where he got his name from yeah weird they should call him half cyborg <laughs> the sigh yeah that's a, um, half, that's a half cyborg also <laughs> also about the snyder cut did you hear that it got leaked i was looking for it last night after i saw all those memes i was like wait a second yeah uh, so yeah i was looking for it so some people went online and tried to watch tom and jerry yesterday afternoon or two days ago in the afternoon and Instead of Tom and Jerry, they got the first half of the Snyder Cut, the first two hours. They be only because, you know, they took it down within two hours. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff has gotten spoiled. I, I haven't looked at any of it because, honestly, I want to give this movie a fair shot. I know, I know, I know it's not going to be anything world-breaking or revolutionary, but I still think that it deserves, like, a watch. Mm-hmm. Because there are people on the staff. Like I think about the guy that went to get bagels. Like there are people that that worked there, that did their part to to bring this movie back, and and I think they all deserve it. So, well, I mean, they. St- I mean, it's like they're still getting something out of it. It's not like yeah. it was on the internet. I mean, it probably is those two hours, but <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Uh, but as far as like where they were seeing it, eh, yeah. you know, I agree that I want to wait, but. Yeah. yeah, I usually don't care about spoilers. Every time there was a WandaVision spoiler, I watched that shit every single time. <laughs> every time there was a leak, I looked it up. <laughs> Just because that I show, it up. that show, up that, leak. that show really, um, that really made people wonder. So I looked it up every single time. Uh, I didn't see it. It sounds like you didn't see it either. So mm-hmm. if you guys saw it, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Switching over yeah. to some, switching over to some Marvel news. They're starting to leak stuff about the X-Men. Apparently, X-Men is in early development, and the working title is The Mutants, which is a is a decent... I'm not a huge Stan Lee fan. I won't even pretend to be. I think he's sort of like a huckster and, and like a, sort of like a joke of a... Not a person. He might be an okay person, but like he really became this face of Marvel when it wasn't like all him. So mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Stan Lee fan. But again... I do see where people like, you know, love that guy as a character. Whenever he went in to pitch the X-Men to his editor, he wanted to call them the mutants, but his ex, but the editor said, Hey, people aren't that smart. Mm. So you need to give them like a catchy zany title, like the X-Men. If you want to do something like this. And that just dead people. (laughs) They're not men. I get it. I get it. (laughs) So, they're going to call it the mutants as sort of a homage to Stanley's original idea, which I think is, is great. But then I also don't, I don't really care. So what do you think about X-Men or the mutants? I wonder if they're going to eventually call them X-Men like at the end. You know what we are? 
X. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be the it's gonna be like the Independence Day speech. He's like, on this day, we celebrate being X Men. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say like in Fantastic Four, but you haven't seen that yet. No, so. never. Oh, I have. I have seen that clip. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, say, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that uh I, yeah, sure. You know, X-Men is like one of those properties that I have nostalgia for the cartoon. And I, unlike yeah. you, I liked some of, I like X1, okay, X2, I thought was a good movie. When's the last time you watched it? Recently. I mean, it's not great, but it's all right. How much are they paying you, man? I wish. um i would say (laughs) i would say a lot um but anyway uh yeah you know let's we'll see i'm hopefully marvel and weaving it with their larger universe i'm sure it'll be good like i'm you know it won't be at standalone like i'd rather see them boots on the ground you know not uh not cosmic i'd rather see them be at school like that's the thing that they don't really like you see it a little bit but i'd rather see them be at school and like show those first couple of yeah. missions and like them going from being students to be like, oh hey, now sort of like first class, but first class was a little more like I don't know, extreme. Try to be try to be right. edgy. I I that I don't know. to kill Darwin, which nah. is the worst. The one guy's <laughs> superpower that's supposed to be the, able to survive anything. He got blowed up. Again, I hate man, them all. Hate <laughs> Check out our YouTube series. Lex hates the X Men movies. <laughs> yeah, it's real it's short. Just, it's just like I hate them. Blah, blah. Every every couple of scenes. Yeah, that's what it really should be. It's just like something happens. I'm just like blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Oh man! Last but probably least, I'm not. I'm not gonna Last lie. But. The lead cast. For the CW's Powerpuff live action series has been revealed. Lost. I don't know I'm, why they, they're making this show, but I'm a huge fan of Chloe Bennett. Um, I don't know about Dove Cameron and Yana Perrault, but uh, yeah, they're going to play the three Powerpuff girls. Chloe Bennett's going to be Blossom, Dove Cameron's going to be Bubbles, and Yan- Yana is going to be Buttercup. Is that the last? Chloe Bennett was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She She plays Quake in the Marvel Universe. Uh, It's because she's um, gorgeous. Yeah, she's making (laughs) me Quake. (laughs) What do you think about the live-action CW show? First of all, CW doesn't have a real track record. Superman and Lois is good. Um, But damn, that's about it. They make... So, they make shows that... Uh, couples can watch together that neither will really be bored of you know Um, I think that's the whole point of all their stuff not to say that women can't be more into superheroes and men can't be more into romantic whatever I'm just saying like it seems like they're making that combo kind of like and so they're like Dawson's Creek but with superheroes or like something like that like you know one tree hit like all those old soap opera not soap operas but I don't know, kind of like how Smallville did. Smallville was kind of like full of drama. Yeah, yeah. Necessarily good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill with yeah. Poison Ivy and uh, Dawson's Creek. Because my wife Aquaman. used to watch those shows with uh, me. Uh, there was this one episode of The Arrow, though, and she was like, I'm never, I'm telling you right now, I'm never watching this again. 
It was uh, he had this guy strung or like pinned to the wall, and he was trying to do like a lie detector test on him. And Felicity was in his ear, and she was like, "Ask him something normal." And with his, you know how cringy his Batman voice is. He was like, uh, "I guess she's only halfway watching it." And and so when this happened, she's just like, "Nah, I'm going to the other room." <laughs> he was like, "What color are your shoes?" And she was like, "What is this?" <laughs> The, yeah felicity the yeah. non-hot yeah but the hot, super hot nerdy yeah, girl the, the safe hot <laughs> nerdy girl yeah quite look yeah. quite a looker um but anyway so all their all their series are pretty corny overall i don't really see the point of powerpuff girl because the i imagine they're i hope they don't try to make it edgy with like him you know that character oh yeah or like Fuzzy Lumpkins, like how? What? For the amiibo, Why? Amiibo boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's really weird? What was they don't have one? any? The, they don't uh, have any gang- normal villains. The Gang Green Gang, you know, one of the Gang Green Gang members yeah. was in Gorillas. <laughs> I did. Not love Isn't that it. weird? Cross pollination. Their main um, antagonist is a monkey with a like a three foot tall brain. No, no, and I, I, yeah. I love powerpuff girls as a show i think it's great yeah, yeah yeah me too but i don't i don't think it's one of those things that crosses over into live action exactly yeah that's what i'm saying like i love gendy mm-hmm. tartoski all everything he puts out i think is gold um but this is i and i doubt he has anything to do with this but yeah. this is dumb. and it's all like, <laughs> like relatively attractive chicks i'm just saying that of course they're all gorgeous but i'm saying relatively attractive chicks to play it safe but that's not like it's, it was a kid's show to me so like when i see these they're trying to like make give it like sex appeal it's obviously going to have some sort of romantic mm-hmm. interest the rowdy rough boys are going to come and <laughs> Well, you can't stop right there. The rowdy rough boys are gonna. <laughs> I don't know, man. And then, like, what? The mayor is gonna be a, an idiot. Like, I I don't understand. Like, right. they can't make these characters serious. Right, Sarah Bell can't make these characters. <laughs> this, this is gonna the more be, I say, the dumber this sounds. Terrible. And so they did Riverdale, yeah. and it's based off Archie. I feel like Archie's a little easier to adapt because it's it is a high school it's a book about these high school characters right and they've made it darker i mean archie's been other properties as well yeah they have archie versus uh or like when he survives zombies and stuff like that so that's afterlife archie afterlife Mm -hmm. which is a really good book but like that's easier to translate into live action than something like this like they don't they don't even look like people right they don't have fingers. They don't or have toes. fingers or toes. Their eyes are the size of their entire head. Do you remember that episode of Powerpuff Girls? This is the last tangent I'm going on. Then we're going to a break. The episode of the Powerpuff Girls where they had those rob those like bank robbers dress up like the Powerpuff Girls. It was like <laughs> yeah. this, oh, these three gross looking dudes. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Like, they're like super hairy. Yeah, they had just like this big mascot heads on. That's what I imagine the show is going to be like. Um, I have no no other information about it, and I probably won't. So, what do you got? Any trending news? Anything coming out that you want? Yeah, everything, dude, all the time. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of. I've, I've pre-ordered, but it's the. I wasn't gonna get it. I was looking at it last week. The 
the Dark Knight Triumphant. And I looked at it that night, and I was like, no, maybe tomorrow we'll look at it again. And it sold out. From Mezco, or is it? (laughs) Uh, No, it's that, um, it is that Moffex one. Oh, man, yeah. The one you you sent me that one, where it actually looks like the cover. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that looks so good. Yeah, so I've got that one pre-ordered. And there's some other stuff that's just, that's been on the back burner for a while that I'm just waiting on. But nothing big, man. I gotta, like I say every time, I've been focusing more because I just have this tangent where I I buy stuff. You know, that's just my thing now. Um, so I've been focusing more on getting cheaper things, like, <laughs> like you know, Super Shredder. It's like thirty bucks, not spending a hundred dollars on something. So, and you could also resell that for like a hundred bucks. So that's true. That's, that's true. bang for your buck right there. Bang. Yeah. We will uh, take a break, listen to some ads. We'll be right back with our trade review. Trade review. Bye, guys. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Welcome back, folks. Thank you for listening to those ads. And as always, if you didn't, we would never know. <laughs> this is going to be the section of the podcast where we review a trade. Sometimes Simon calls it a trade review. It's all I call it. <laughs> this week, we have Department of Truth issue issue number one through five, volume one. <laughs> Our good friends at Image Comics sent us the first volume of this book. There was a lot of hype around issue one whenever it first came out. Or yeah, the series in general when it first came out. I stared at the first copy, the first issue so hard, so long. That sounds gross, but it wasn't like a gross like locker room scene. But I st- I was like, I got to pick it up because it's like in the comic book collecting game, if I can call it that <laughs> without being a douchebag, it, it's like speculation is a big thing. So people speculate all these things and then you're almost like, I got to get it because of, you know, speculation. I, I, I have a love and hate with it. Sometimes I fall deep into it and I buy books that I don't even really read just because it's speculated to be big. The Department of Truth was one of those ones that people said it was going to be a hot book, and I didn't get it. Uh, I thumbed through it. The art was not really my typical scene. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll just wait till the trade comes out. I won't even give you my initial thoughts because I, you know, something I talked in initial thoughts is what this whole episode is. So let's just talk about it. We're not going to, we're not going to let you edge. You have to wait. Yeah, we're not going to give you any spoiler alerts on it. So we're going to dive deep into it. I don't have a synopsis on it either because you will get that as well with the mm-hmm. episode. With the, <laughs> I'm just trimming the fat. Trimming yeah. the seconds of fat in our three-hour-long episodes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to start with Department of Truth, issue number one. We're going to flip it to Simon for number two, and maybe so on and so forth. I don't know. Depends maybe. on how we feel. I quit. <laughs> yeah, I was just like boop, and then I just told myself. <laughs> so, Department of Truth issue number one. 
we are introduced to our character Cole Turner. He has studied conspiracy theories all his life, but he isn't prepare, prepared for what happens when he discovers that all of them are true. From the JFK assassinations to flat earth theories, which I thought was great, mm-hmm. reptilian shapeshifters, again, this is my this is my thing. I'm into it. My jam. One organization has been covering them up for generations. What is the deep, dark secret behind the Department of Truth? I'm going to tell you off the back, James Tenyon, his concept for a story, it sounds like a fun idea. You know, what if all the conspiracy, because we all know, I personally dive deep in conspiracy theories. I love yeah, I, I love them, yeah. I, I, I really do. You guys know the old co-host of the podcast, Murph, that was like his thing. I... I love conspiracy theories so for me right off the bat i was like okay i'm in Mm -hmm. but that concept is barely even scratching the surface of what this book is and i didn't know it until i get to like issue five right (laughs) it was it just this whole book just blew my mind and it's clear that it is diving deep into what truth is in general Mm mm-hmm What'd you think about this issue? Issue number one. <clears throat> I thought it was cool. Um, I, again, I, I love conspiracy theories. I don't believe them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But they're so fun to deepen, to dive into how people think, you know, it's just crazy how people come to the conclusions that they come to or they're, you know, I, I don't know. It's yeah. Like it can make you a little crazy, but it's a lot of fun to well, just, because, because they're not just, random thoughts they are intricate stories with facts yeah they've done some all these like bending science to fit their narrative type of thing right right yeah they they quote unquote do the research um and people do that with everything you know that's just like you have christianity gets a bad name because of the preacher that uses scripture for evil you know what i mean like It's same thing. It, it even says that in the Bible, like it's Satan. Exactly the same thing. Yeah, Satan can use scripture for evil. You know what I'm saying? So, but <clears throat> sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so no, it's weird because our church, our, we are doing virtual right now, but our church literally last week was talking about that. Like, just because people use these words doesn't mean that they, you know, practice those words. Yeah, like words yeah. can hurt. Yeah, sticks and, and stones. A, that's a big part of this book, man. Yeah, for sure. I and one thing. So I'm a big fan. Uh, I don't know if Lex listens to him, but I'm a big fan of the last podcast on the left. Love I've it. talked. To, I've talked to them. Uh, I talked about them a lot, and they do a whole series on like Men in Black things like that and tulpas, which he mentions. I yeah. believe he mentions in this episode. Yep. And I, it was just like, I, I'm with you. Like you get thrown in really fast and uh almost too fast but like it's like too fast right like you're as uh you're as discombobulated as the main character yeah yeah but uh when (laughs) yeah when he goes out and then like he sees their truth (laughs) like Mm -hmm. this globe at the end of the world it's uh yeah oh i appreciate how fast it happens uh when when you get to the point where you see the the conspiracy theories become true because like you said we are almost we're almost the main character we mm-hmm. are just someone we're people that 
that dive kind of deep, that can dive relatively deep in, into uh, conspiracy theories. And this guy has always had, it's part of his job at the FBI is to monitor how these people can use these in, you know, in evil ways. Not even like, you know, magical or how truth is bent in this story, but like how they can use it as their agenda. Mm-hmm. But in this, it, it happened so fast. And I and originally I thought the pacing was terrible. I was just like, you meet this character and then you're he's getting questioned and, you know, he's at this conference and he's telling a story. But then when the ending of the first issue happens, I'm just like, the pacing was perfect because it's like, it throws you off. It, it's so fast that you don't have time to really think until you finish the issue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's such a like, he's being grilled you know yeah. and the whole time he's like just kill me man just yeah just kill you me. guys gotta kill me his yeah. mind is so messed up from the things that he's seen that he's just like i don't even care i don't know what's up or down what's real just kill me man <laughs> right uh and i love the parallels with like the men in black and i mean a lot of men in black vibes without the aliens. So, men in black without the aliens right 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 and, and and uh and i just got done playing control recently which is the same thing like this shadowy i just started it it's yeah. so good you were right it was it's so good it is so good it's uh, weird but, it's weird that it was so under the radar because i am legitimately i bought assassin's creed popular franchise lots of people love but then i started playing control i haven't touched assassin's creed since you know since i redownloaded it or since i downloaded it yeah, control man. That was a that was a get on that PS Plus. Crazy, um, but it's a similar thing. It's like this secret organization. You don't quite know what they do, and it dabbles in like supernatural. You know, um, yeah. I can't say enough good things about the intro. I really enjoyed like being introduced to the story. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, and I and I, when I read it, I was just like, it's kind of kicking myself because this is a book that I would instantly buy. Mm-hmm. what'd you think about i want to know and i said i was going to do initial thoughts i don't want to dive too deep in the art but we have talked about art before uh that's certain spawn style the certain uh philadelphia style mm-hmm. it seems like parts of it are going into that like the first intro where it's like a, a sort of a flashback it goes into that but then it kind of straightens up a little bit what you did you did you mm-hmm. enjoy the style of this first issue or did you did you not like it? What I do like about it is the kind of like um film negative grainy style, something you would see in like conspiracy tape because it's never a clear video. There's never yeah. a clear picture. Yeah. I appreciate that. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I assume. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I lo- I like that about it. Do I actually like the artwork? Do I actually like it? No, not really. But I think it fits the narrative really well. So originally, like I said before, um, the hype for this book was big because I think it already got optioned for uh, James Tenyon is a is a he's an amazing writer. Mm -hmm. He is. He knocks it out of the park. And as you can probably tell by this book. And so the hype was big. I think it already got optioned for a show. And so people start jumping on books like this when it's option for a show. Yeah, but they're going to fuck it up. Like, there's yeah, no way you for can... For sure. Unless it's on... Unless it's, like, The Boys. And I know yeah. that's, like, our... That's, like, our litmus test for good superheroes. Well, it did it right, man. Yeah. 
You know, even a watered down version is Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy is 100% enjoyable. They right. got they nailed comic book enjoyment with that show. Right, but it, those two, like if Umbrella is one and The Boys is like zero. Yeah. Or no, The Boys is one. Umbrella Academy is zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can just imagine whoever's going to take. If it's like Netflix, maybe it'll be a one or a zero. But if it's like, I if it's know. HBO, man, it's going to be too preachy. I don't know. Maybe if it's HBO, it might be like a two. <laughs> but <laughs> if it's like, I, depending, I don't know, HBO Max budget is kind of thin. But if thin they, enough. yeah, if they, yeah, they spend all that money on the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just puppets talking on HBO Max. <laughs> Anyway, which, actually, is, which might work for this show. <laughs> yeah, or, I don't know if you've it. gotten to the puppet shows on Control, but that shit's creepy. I haven't got to that yet. They're just TVs that you find. But anyway. One, one thing about this is, like I said, before we got sidetracked, <laughs> I didn't fall into the hype. And mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of money on comic books, man. As you know, I don't, people wonder, people probably don't wonder, but I'm very quiet when Simon <laughs> talks about how much money he spends people on his People say, I don't talk about, I don't give a shit. I think Simon's has spent more money on toys, which is probably why I'm the worst advocate for it. Yeah, because I spend a terrible amount of money on comic books. Like a, my wife doesn't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that, like, you know, it's not like, and I joke with her all the time. I'm like, uh, she'll randomly see some mail. Like the other day I got a, uh, comic book shipment in from midtown and she was just like oh what's this it's like a signed copy from donny cates and it was like all these secret variants that are really relatively expensive and she's like oh okay and it was like listen (laughs) i could be having a secret life one where i could be doing black tar heroin under a bridge and coming home to you or i could have a secret family somewhere on the other side this is this is as safe as it gets (laughs) Yeah, Nicole uh, asked me for insurance pro- purposes. She was like, "How much money do you think you spend on toys?" And I was like, "Uh, uh." Madison's asked me that before, but I like always, it. but but I always hit her with the rebuttal. I keep receipts, dog. And I said, <laughs> "What about what about?" So the the reason why I bought, uh, so I got Invincible number one finally. Mm-hmm. There's two copies of Invincible. Is this sidebar, guys? I'm sorry. I always have to talk about Invincible every episode. Yeah, <laughs> got to get it in there. There's two copies of number one. No variant is extremely rare. I don't have that one yet, but I'm going to get it. But the other one is the Larry's Worlds of Comics variant, which is another rare book. It's another number one that a lot of people go after. I got it, and uh, I got it because the other day I checked. My wife has the same problem. I checked the mail. And I opened, you know, she was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, this is a giant box. Busted open. It's like a Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, shit. And I'm just like, huh? Huh? I'm going to go hit. And this is what I told her. I said, uh, I'm going to go hit send on my <laughs> on my fucking shopping cart. <laughs> like, I get, I get that you make a buttload of money and, like, you are, like, the quote-unquote head of the household. But, uh. I'm going to go ahead and send on some shit that I have in shopping well, that, cart. That's a, and Nicole, she didn't say that. She wasn't, she was like, I'm not saying this trying to trap you. I'm just curious. But I was still like, I can't tell you how much I've spent on plastic. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't. I'm the same way. Madison jokes with my mom all the time. She was like, your son just pushed $45 worth of comic books through. I was like, 
All she knows is about forty-five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, man, it really, it really hurt me to put send that forty-five dollars. I was like, damn, the other one probably didn't clear yet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sidebar. Um. So I was gonna pass on this book. I thumbed through it. I was just like, I don't need it. I need to trim the fat. I collect older books. Like that's my thing. I like collecting old books. So I try not to dive deep into like newer books. There's some books I always collect Spider-Man. I always oh. collect Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I always collect Hulk. Nightwing, even though Rick Grayson happened, I always collect <laughs> Nightwing and anything with Mr. Miracle. Those are my go-tos. I collect them for years. Really? I always have. Um, so I try not to get into the speculating market too much. So I passed on this one. I thumbed through it and I was like, this art isn't my style. This is not what I like. I like solid lines, popping colors, and this is like the exact opposite. But man, was I into the art in this? Yeah. This first issue, I was just like, this is this fits perfectly. Yeah, it it definitely. I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised at how much I did at the, and it wasn't until the end when I, when I stopped and thought about it after because I've been trying to be more thoughtful about reading these things and i stopped at issue one and i was just like that art man was perfect for this like i I feel like my art style the not my art style personally but the art style that i typically (laughs) like would not go over so well with this Mm -hmm. in fact issue number six i kept reading completely changes the art style Mm -hmm. and took me out of it completely really yeah it had more of a folklore art style, which I love. Like it was 100%. <clears throat> no, not folklore. It was like fables. Oh, okay. My all time favorite comic book series. And I, it took me out of it. And I was like, I, I eventually came back to it, but it took me out of it at first from going from five issues, like back to back. You know what I mean? Like not reading them every month, but like back to back five right. issues and then reading six I was like whoa it's such a it's such a big change as you can imagine <laughs> oh well yeah god <laughs> <laughs> all right so department of the truth issue number two simon tell the people what happened all right so cole turner has spent most of his life suppressing false memories of the satanic ritual abuse at his preschool uh, now he's the newest recruit of the Department of Truth, and he just found out all those false memories might be truer than he thinks. So if you know anything about the, uh, and again, I've got this from, uh, you've seen it on X-Files, you hear it on the last podcast on the left, like satanic panic was a big deal in the 80s. And we were so, kids. I mean, yeah, I remember it vaguely. Like, I remember like, don't talk to strangers because like. Yeah, Tipper Gore created the uh, rating system for video games music like the parental advisory shit yeah 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 because of the satanic panic um so anyway that that kind of gives you an idea of what we're dealing with here um so the department of truth number two delves deeper into the ramifications of a world where truth is not an absolute we have true facts and we have alternative facts as some people would say but can be shaped by belief uh Tinian? Tinian? Tinian. Tinian. Delights in thinking up new and strange effects this world would have on uh this would have on the world around us. Um great issue. That was cool. 
we talk about and if you are an avid listener of the podcast you know we talk about how much we really don't like going from one to 11 but i gotta say this issue went from one to 11 instantly and i was in Mm -hmm. yeah same got creeped out like you and i both uh we we're relatively in touch with our emotions this really really got to me not saying that i was like a kid that had like weird satanic things like that but what's so good about department of truth that rings through all three of these all five of these issues is the amount of truth or true events that they tie into it right yeah they really weave it in and then so these things that are happening you're just like whoo and it went to 11 because it's about him and his life and how he had this thing that he really thought happened to him with this star man which it goes on that art style that we don't typically like but fit <laughs> yeah it's so well yeah this was very much i don't know if you're like an avid reader of stephen king i love but- it um there's a particular scene in the later books of the dark tower series of these they walk into this restaurant and there's like people eating what they think is a pig but it's like they think it's a pig but it's actually like babies because it's like vampires and shit eating it Uh and that's kind of what it reminded me of like this even though it's all in his mind so to speak like that's what that whole sequence reminded me of and and like we said like we were young when this satanic very young yeah but we were like kids so we're like 90s kids we were born in the 80s 90s kids this is for like gen xers like the satanic panic was for kids that were in their like five to ten years old in the 80s um yeah and like like you mentioned before though like the repercussions of satanic panic were our childhood yeah yeah and people were still blaming things on that like and this is I think it's kind of mentioned, I mean, offhand, but like Columbine, that happened in our youth. Um, yeah. And people blamed Marilyn Manson. They blamed Doom, the game. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember my parents wouldn't let me play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. My parents had- and I was like, first of all, let me tell you, mom, I wouldn't know where to buy a gun. And if I did, I have too high, high anxiety to go through with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would cry the whole time. Um, yeah, I don't hate anyone that much. Just myself. Um, yeah, right. Anyway, so, yeah, it's just, it's real crazy. And I love the idea, again, of the tulpa, like this thought energy monster thing. Yes. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's, I didn't put it really in, in, or we didn't put it in our notes very well. But at this point, we're learning that with if enough people believe something, it becomes real. Right. But even that isn't necessarily the truth of this book. It's not. Right. He's kind of debunked on that, but yeah. So the, the, the thought form energy goes to bring in last podcast on the left or whatever. Look that up. It's very into Tulpa T U L P A. Um, It's like the idea of a lot of people say like maybe the men in black are Tulpas or. um, I love that the director even was like, boy yeah what are you talking about topos i know what the fuck a topo is <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah 
Or even like Slender Man. Like Slender Man is technically a tulpa and technically became real because people killed those, those kids. Yeah, yeah, those kids other killed that other kid because of it. Yeah. So it, So it's basically the thought of if you put if you put something into the world, then yeah, it becomes real. Like you you speaking you, it to existence. Right. If you put real. enough energy, if enough people believe in it, it's real. Right. It's hard, to, it's hard yeah. to say it's not you know right yeah the snyder cut wasn't real that it is was the, not the snyder cut is a top <laughs> it was and not real it wasn't real until it became real because it was the thought like yeah zach snyder probably had an idea but mm-hmm. like his fans <sighs> i don't know man. i appreciate i appreciate that kind of yeah it's cool i guess I love the idea behind it. Now, now that I'm sitting here and being like, "That's a topa," I'm like, "Yeah, that's a topa. That's, that's a great. That's metaphor. cool." <laughs> First of all, Joss Whedon is terrible. We know that. Yeah. And, uh, Even more joke, now. Yeah, the jokes didn't fit into that movie. Obviously, it was like putting jokes in the Watchmen. It just wouldn't work, man. It would be weird. Yeah, but I mean, Zack Snyder. I thought she was with you. He's yeah. not the great. <laughs> he's not. He's not the greatest. He's not. I will not. I'm not saying that. Right. But he does. He does deserve to get his. You know, he deserves his, to get his. You know what I'm saying? He deserves to get his. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Department of Truth issue number three. If I didn't tell you before, this coll- volume one collects issue one through five. I think it's only at issue six right now. Yeah. So it's a relatively new series still. And, yeah, and again, we're trying not to spoil things too abruptly. Yeah. So, like our our, we're gonna go through these little. Uh, uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for summary thank you it was like symmetrical um (laughs) these summaries and then we're just going to kind of move on and talk about our our major thoughts yeah as we talked about numerous times before we don't want to go panel by panel it's easy for us to go panel by panel yeah and but we also want you guys to read these books and we might be in a situation where we have like a amazon referral so like no one's going to click on the Amazon referral if we told them exactly what happened on every page. <laughs> yeah, they're like, are the drawings good? Because <laughs> I know the whole damn story. So we're working on summaries, our thoughts, and then kind of our reviews. So we're, you know, work with this, guys. You're growing with us. I feel like this is an, yeah, this is a good, like, yeah. this might be a good medium. This might it's be like a muscle. We're, we're working it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Department of Truth, number three. Mary never knew what false flag or crisis actor meant until her son was murdered in a mass shooting and the threats and accusations began. But as reality starts to bend around her, it's the job of the Department of Truth to keep these dark conspiracies from coming true at any cost. Oh, this episode really, or this issue really hit me. Mm-hmm. James Tenyon Fourth has established a world in which human belief can reshape reality. Tenyon's protagonist, Cole Turner, has been discovering the implications of the truth be, of, of truth being malleable. Sometimes it's astounding. Cole sees the edge of the world, which was insane to me. <laughs> so these flat earthers have this conference in the first issue where they say, there is this flat, we're going to take you and show you the edge. And they do. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's horrifying. Cole's fake memories being va- uh, being victimized by Satan Satanist Satan but <laughs> he's Satan <laughs> Cole's fake memories of being victimized by Satanist becomes real 
another heavy hitting scene. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's amusing. He learns that the Department of Truth occasionally has to kill Santa, which I thought was great. Yeah. I think he they said like, twice. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, hey, let's, you know, they had the tin hat guy and they were like, that, if two, if there were, if there were more kids on the planet, we would have to kill Santa more than we had to. We had to kill him twice already. Yeah. Uh, this issue, man, uh, like you talked about, or maybe we talked about before, it kind of has a Sandy Hook vibe because when, if you remember, or if you're around our age, you remember when Sandy Hook happened. Um, it was that wasn't very, that long ago, man. It really wasn't, but I feel like we were in our twenties when it happened. So like we were, mm-hmm. I would say we feel like we were. I would say we were more mature, but that's no. probably not true. <laughs> probably not true. But immediately after Sandy Hook happened. I remember seeing this big, huge deal about it being fake. Yeah. Everybody thought that Obama was trying to take their guns. Yeah. About all the people were being, and like, it's hard to, and it really hit me because in this situation, it's really hard to be like, man, maybe it, maybe it was fake. Nah, man. And that's, I know, I know, I know, I know. In my head, I knew it wasn't, but it's just like the way they bend facts to fit their is just like damn i can see where someone that doesn't think would be like oh man that's real (laughs) yeah well and even this book uh uh, you know the way it's written out i'm like what what alternate reality you know is it not real um where where she sees herself in this film of her going to these improv classes and stuff yeah imagine Uh, how insane that would be right and and I mean, it, and that's again, like it just links back to the real world. Alex Jones, you know, he's the big Sandy Hook truther or whatever. I love that guy. Oh, and it's crazy because he's totally broken character in front of, you know, uh, I, I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he still lives here, but uh, whenever the coronavirus still like first hit and they shut down all the hiking areas, there's a big hiking area called um Greenbelt here that uh-huh. we go to and Death Point. And so he went there and like there were people camping outside like make sure people didn't go hike hiking. They were like, hey man, coronavirus is real. Don't don't hike. So there were people volunteers just <laughs> like hobos out there sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he went out there and he was just like, you're a fucking idiot. This is fake. <laughs> like he yells at these guys' faces. And they're like, dude, just go home, man. You're rich. The coronavirus doesn't affect you. Right. Please leave. <laughs> this this issue really hit me because it, it this is where it starts tying um more relatable things. Satanic panic was relatable because we knew about it. Uh we're just growing up in general. Our parents uh were all were, you know adults when satanic panic was Mm -hmm. all over the news and things like that so when they had kids obviously they had reservations about it so you and i grew up in kind of the repercussion area era of satanic panic right but sandy hope you and i were adults when this happened Mm -hmm. and uh, it really as someone that has actual memories of it happening and the conspiracies it really hit it really hit to me and like the implications of someone that is in this situation like they're on the phone with their child getting murdered right yeah it hit heavy and we had talked about that before the show 
Like, we usually tell jokes, but uh, this issue was like, you know, yeah. like there, this, ain't, there ain't nothing funny about this one. This no. one made me uncomfortable. Yeah, very, very, very uh, hard hitting issue. But, but I was in it, man. It's, what's what's weird is I was just like I was completely into the story at this point. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. So, what else grabs you about issue three? Besides, did, in, in issue three, did they was it the parallel between like she found out that maybe it wasn't real? Well, and she was kind of teetering in between seeing herself um and That's this what character is. again so like read it but like <clears throat> so we don't want to spoil who yeah. or what we're just going to say well so we're introducing to an organization called black hat we won't it's not spoiling mm-hmm. it too much but it's to say that there is a because we'll talk about it in a second there is an um just par- like a, a parallel to department yeah. of truth called the black hat and mm-hmm. um they're feeding information to other people just the same way just alternate organizations and so yeah that's when she starts to see like damn is it is it real is it not and so you see the actual character not know whether it's real and us as the reader also we don't know in the story what's real or not right she this character you she gets an envelope with this black hat anyway she sees herself in this video with her child auditioning for the role of essentially the character of a kid being murdered at sandy hook right yeah yeah and uh that's rough rough Uh, dude yeah but it's just crazy to see it'd be like there so i'll tell you one time this happened to me one time i saw a picture and i had to take a double take because i was like is that me you know what i mean have you ever seen like a video and you're like is that fucking me yeah no but i mean like honestly am i a robot (laughs) am i I jim gordon um yeah that's that's kind of i can see where she was at like that yeah because she says yeah she says it vaguely looks like me but it's like stress on top of uh torment on top of depression it's just like listening to things so much she's uh she's in these reddit group not reddit per se but like forums and things like that mm-hmm. it's just like she's listening to these people say these things she's like it it all these things factor into like is it true or not and that's a big part of this whole series yeah so issue four simon take it away take it away how can a journalist ethically report on a story that they know they can't possibly be true as <laughs> packages with proof of impossible stories keep arriving next time on dragon ball z <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking yeah as packages with proof of impossible stories keep arriving on one reporter's doorstep sent by a mysterious entity known only as q one reporter must find the answer themselves in the Department of Truth, number four, James Tinian the sixth <laughs> gives us a big hint about the Black Hat organization's agenda. They have provided a reporter with apparent proof that a shadowy organization has been responsible for installing and controlling every president since JFK. This is, as Cole Turner describes, a unified history of American conspiracy theories. This will lead people to believe that our history is fiction and that the Department of Truth will be revealed as the creators of that fiction. Thus, they intend to expose the existence of the Department of Truth. 
<sighs> this issue, man. Um, whoa. For me, okay, so like we talked about issue three. We were in our mid-20s. We were adults when Sandy Hook happened. We were in college dealing with all that, like not really caring, but also being like, oh my God, that's big, you know? Mm-hmm. This, though, is is I feel like hits a little deeper because it's politics that mattered to us, I feel like. I don't want to speak for you, but politics that mattered for us, kind of. And in a sense that, like, I was old enough to actually be paying attention to it. Right. Um, because I remember this was, it hit a lot of truth in this episode, in this issue. And um, I say episode a lot because it feels like a show almost. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, and I've heard this on several podcasts, things like that. A lot of people talk about basically the Bush Gore election was probably the last free election that we've yeah. had. Um, and I've read a lot about this stuff, like Barack Obama being destined to be the president. And this issue makes it seem like from birth, he right. was destined to be the president. And it ties into, you know, Trump came out back in the day before he was even running for president i feel like this was the start of his whole campaign and he would say that barack obama wasn't yeah he was kenya you know he was let us kenya see, let he us wasn't. see the long form birth certificate yeah and this issue ties into that conspiracy and the bush conspiracy and the clintons epstein i mean it hit everything and i was just like I know this is a comic book, but I'm like, damn. Yeah, it's like, this is real. I'm reading this. This is real life. That's kind of how I got to. And I'm like, I can kind of believe this shit. And I feel like they did that on purpose. Like They did it on purpose, yeah. Yeah. They're they're totally playing into that. Man, maybe this is real. Because all these these eras were, these are factual events. Mm -hmm. And not only are they factual events, these are real life conspiracies. Right. I like that about this book. That they didn't make up conspiracies. Everything, and I wouldn't say everything. And maybe I don't. I don't remember anything in this book that it seems like a made-up conspiracy from flat Earth, reptile Illuminati. Yeah, reptile. I mean everything I have heard before. So I feel like they just took all the conspiracy theories and like formed it into this story. Yeah, definitely. And and the JFK stuff. Everybody, you know. They say, so there's a great last, again, I'm going to mention them again. There's a great last podcast. They need to have us on the show. I could, I'll ask them. They're pretty famous. Um, We're getting there, bro. <laughs> uh, they There's one great episode where they talk about the JFK assassination, and they say that it was probably an accident by one of his Secret Service members, yeah. um, a misfire from his gun. But the fact that Jack Ruby killed uh lee harvey oswald yeah. uh before he could testify before any of that created everything it blossomed all these conspiracy theories so i don't want to spoil it but issue six talks about that a lot yeah so cool i'll have to get into it but yeah. uh, basically i mean jfk is like the root it starts honestly and even, and even in issue one um you get a lot of jfk stuff well, and it and it's just like general government distrust, yeah. which a lot of that started around like the Cold War, like before the Cold War. Yeah, they even talk about replacing the Cold War with what I, I love that they called it the Forever War. I, and I hate that if I, I hate, 
I would hate if that's an issue six and I say that it's in this issue. Or no, it, yeah, they call it the forever war, which is yeah. true. I mean, which is true because honestly, like, the think about how we've been adults and even young adults, like, since I'm going to say freshman in high school when 9 11 yes. happened, yeah. it's not, it has been nonstop. Whether they painted a different way, whether they used well, different it, reason, it has been nonstop. Yeah, not to get too political, but you're fighting an invisible enemy. Terrorism is yeah. a thought form process like it is a thought it is a let me tell you right now let me cut action let me cut something off if you are one of our hardcore political listeners don't you should not take anything we say with (laughs) yeah yeah we're two guys that couldn't i I speak for i I speak for Simon a lot and i even talked to my wife about this like uh it might be unhealthy but i don't give a shit (laughs) i do but like, I also don't. No, 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 no. I do, but <laughs> in the grand scheme of like, um, yeah, die on the hill. I'm not a die on the hill kind of guy. No, definitely not. I will definitely like consent. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, like if there's someone that's staunch, right wing. Hey, man, I'm doing this, or even left wing. Hey, I'm, I'm like, cool, man. You, Good for you. you. You automatically win because you care more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've definitely relinquished very uh, several yeah. arguments. Like you know, what? See, my circle of influence, circle of trust, is a big the big thing for me. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're fighting an invisible like thought, like terrorism is just it is. It's so just fear, an, it's a fear based thing. Yeah, terrorism is in it everywhere. Like te- there's terrorist acts in the United States. We don't call them that, but that's what they are. But they are. Uh, the shit ever. Yeah. So. I mean, the Forever War is such a fitting. It was perfect, man. Yeah. To me, I was just like, in the history books, that's going to be what it's called. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll if see. there are history books. <laughs> this book messed with my head, man. It did. Yeah, me too. That's why I was like, damn. <laughs> you know? This book messed with my head, and I couldn't stop reading it. And again, uh, I, am a, I am a Stephen King fan, and I read this sort of the way I read Stephen King books. Like I, I almost can't put it down. It was a le- it was less horror and less like less Stephen Kingy, but there was sort a, of it, they sort didn't of, botch the ending and have over explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there wasn't like a, a lot of weird sex stuff in it either. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, but the intrigue was there. Yeah, definitely. Stephen King. Stephen King gets me with his intrigue. Dark Tower is oh, yeah. He creates it's all intrigue. He creates great worlds, and and yeah. he leaves a lot of questions unanswered. Yeah, but right. then when he ends it, he you realize how uh, much of a weirdo he yeah, is. Yeah, he should just never end a book. <laughs> yeah. He should just like not write yeah. the last series. But a lot of his book, like it, he was fucking coked out of his mind. You know, like that book was weird. I've yeah. read it uh, in the, within the past ten years, and that book is weird. Dog. Yeah, or the stand. You know, he gets real crazy. Anyway, the point like is, the yeah, I mean, I do too. Uh, I was thinking about it today, actually. But um, <clears throat> this book. Uh, Sidebar aside, this book gives me Stephen King vibes in the sense of the intrigue is there and I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't expect to be hooked. I, at this point, when I first started reading Stephen King, I didn't expect to like his books as much. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because everybody paints him. Again, this is this book isn't written by Stephen King. It's at not. All. It has nothing to do with Stephen King, really. But. James Tegan is an We're going to read more stuff of his because yeah. I've I've read a lot of his books. He his indie books are just killer. His DC books, <laughs> not so much. 
Not, and that's not a, a not shade to him. Like he he's bigger than Batman. Yeah. You know. So yeah, right. If you pigeonhole somebody, Batman you know. pigeonholes him. Yeah, he's yeah. bigger than that. But the thing about Stephen King uh, sidebar is that a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's a horror writer." But when you read it, it's like like the Dark oh. Tower series. It's like sci-fi western horror. You yeah. know, like it, it's 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 more of an intrigue writer. And I say that word a lot in the past five minutes, but like that's what puts me that's what wraps me in it's not even really horror it's like yeah kind of creepy but i have only ever been scared by one book of his and i can't even remember uh, i think it was uh black house Oof. but other than I don't that i've even read that one it's a it's kind of a it's a he he wrote, co-wrote it and his son we're gonna read some of his son's book man I, his son writes crazy good books he writes horror though horror comics horror, horror comics, comics. <laughs> heavy metal <laughs> I'm in. This is you four. And I really did not expect to enjoy this book as much as I did. Like I so my wife, usually when I read comic books, she can like pull me away. She was annoyed when I was reading this because like, I was just like I was like, I'm reading. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> but you're not reading a real book. It is it has words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, issue four has me grabbed, definitely. Same. Uh yeah. I'm trying to think of anything non super spoilery, spoilery, an issue, uh, issue four. Other than I'm, so, Cole has his. He has like a defining moment. He has his trust fall moment with the, oh, yeah, the Department yeah. of Truth, um, yeah. and it's rough. Yeah, yeah. And, and there, there's there's characters that we're not talking about because, um, again, we don't want to spoil too much. But there's great characters, Ruby. Oh man, she's like a side character, but her character—the brief moment she's in, she serves like such a pivotal piece. I feel like, like she—if you took her out of the story, it would fall apart. I feel like she serves sort of like a carrying him through the story. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, their names are great. Like, if you know anything about the JFK assassination, wow. like the name, the code names for a lot of these characters, I am assuming they're code names. Uh, yeah they're not they're definitely they talk about like oh you don't like real names and stuff like that like it doesn't matter yeah so um yeah one thing i think it was one thing i think was great it's not spoilery but like in the first issue or two um they're like hey man you got a job with the department of truth at this point you know that he obviously is working with the department of truth it's not a spoiler and but they're like hey you you work here ask all your questions and he's just like a normal person would have a million questions that you just broke their brain. But then he's just like, nah, I understand pretty he's, much. Yeah. He's just like, I've got, I've got one. He does. Yeah. Ask, he does have, he does ask one. one. Yeah. But no, I, I would die. I would die yeah. asking questions. It's dude would be too much. And they even say like, we get it. Like lay it on us. Like, what do you got? And he's like, no, I got one specific question. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> Right. all right so issue number five department of the truth what is black hat i can't i cannot be the only person asking this at this point well one thing i can say that parallels with a lot of things and i'm i mean you know this like there's black hat and white hat hackers yeah that's exactly and as someone that is in the it field and that's kind of my space that's immediately like i uh, relate to black hat gray hat white hat like that's yeah what i think like in my head, and I don't want to talk about it too too soon, but like in my head, black hat's not necessarily bad. Hmm. 
they necessarily serve a maybe their own agenda, but it's not necessarily quote unquote bad. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they're they're, they're kind of the uh, they're kind of like the real deal, um, like people that follow sat- <laughs> Satanism. Like I'm not. I'm not saying, but Satanists aren't like, they don't sacrifice chickens. Like they're just people yeah. that do their own things. Like LeVar Satanism, it's about being, being about yourself. Yeah. Um, not that I'm into that, but <laughs> I just know you got to study. You've got to study other things to understand what you believe in. You know, that's going to be, that's going to be a shirt. Yeah. Simon the Satanist. Like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Satan would, from uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, I would 100% wear that. <laughs> Who is the mysterious man pulling the strings? This issue knocks me on my ass. And I I am someone that reads comics. You mm-hmm. guys know me. You've you, been listening you to read comics? Almost, <laughs> almost 100 episodes. I read comics. I am someone that likes to predict comics. I'm not someone that likes to be surprised. I like to figure it out. Right. This book put me on my ass yeah in this issue specifically i was like what the fuck is going on right 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 who is this mysterious man pulling the strings why is he in cole's apartment this issue okay so if you're reading it again we're not trying to do too many spoilers if you're reading it if you're if you're at issue five and you see that this is volume one volume one closes one through five me personally, I know that because Image sent it to us. We got the first volume, and I'm saying, how does this end at issue five? Right. Yeah. Like, like how does this end at like we talk about cliffhangers and we talk about you? We do trade reviews. If you didn't know by now, we talk about setting Some people up call for the, it that. <laughs> we talk about setting up for the second arc, but at this point, I'm like halfway through this issue and i'm like no way <laughs> this ends <laughs> right yeah so and it's it, a con- it, this is coming to a dramatic conclusion right but it also isn't you know but it's not it's a cliffhanger yeah. and it's like one of those son of a bitch cliff- cliffhangers yeah cole starts to question whether or not he's on the right side of the war of truth mm-hmm. and you and you know even the beginning conversations between him and this mysterious figure, you're thinking like, no, Cole's still good. Cole's still on the, you, they paint this picture of men in black. He's still on the picture of the, he's still Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. He makes this look good. He is, you know, but then this guy keeps talking and you're just, and then more things happen. Like this, the star face man comes out and you're just like, Oh, that's evil. Cole associates that with evil. That's automatic evil. The Department of Truth number five marks a turning point in James Tenyon's story. In the first issue, it seemed clear that the unnamed Black Hat group were the villains. They paint them as the villains. They're murdering people. They are the reptiles. They are trying to take these, you know, you know, they make them gross in the first issue. They're like, yeah, you know, we want to talk to you. We got all these people at this flat earth conference. They're all dumb, but you're smart. We want to take you on a, a trip private plane type thing you know what i mean like real gross like millionaire type mentality but it's easy i don't know man it's easy for cole i feel like this book does a really good job at making us cold right 
Like the things that coal are go- is going through, we're going through. So it's easy for us to assume that the Department of Truth is the good guys. Since they, point, they paint the black hat as the bad guys, we automatically assume just being story readers that antagonist, protagonist. Right. The victors, uh, the victors usually change history, you know, for yeah. their own gain. And it's the same. So there's probably a saying there <laughs> that I bought, but um, yeah, I mean, like who are the good guys? Who are the bad guys? That's all in the eyes of the beholder. Every map from every country is different. You know what I'm saying? Like America always has the same area, but in Australia, you buy a map, they're the center, baby. Yeah. So really it's all perspective. Um and this issue they talk about like and you know what? Never mind. It might be issue six. I'm 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 not gonna sh- I'm gonna shut up. Shut up. I do like that they brought the Denver International Airport, even if it's just a setting, because of all the conspiracy theories about it. It's like a hub of conspiracy theories. They're great. Look them up, they're amazing. Um because they're just so crazy. But also there's a giant red-eyed Bronco yeah. that like breathes fire outside of Denver. We're actually going. We're actually going to Colorado in a few weeks. Yeah, man, that horse killed its creator. It fell on. <laughs> so crazy. So crazy. So, um, this wait. is the end. Can you believe that this was the last issue of Volume One? I I will say I was a little disappointed on how it ended. It, it was a cliffhanger, but it was. It's a cliffhanger in the last couple pages. It's definitely like a wump cliffhanger. Like it's a big deal. But if you're thinking about it, just like in the last page, you're like, why me? It's like. And you also have to think about it in terms of this being an ongoing series and we're jumping on now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's only one more issue from what we've read. Right. So I'm trying to take that into account, but you know, I love my self-contained stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and this seems like a story that was written for three volumes. Like this doesn't seem like a. It seems okay. Now I don't want to say I don't want to give Tenyon too much credit, but I feel like Image knows. Image, I've heard about their pitch room. I've heard you have to have a solid pitch. I heard you have to like. He probably painted a picture. Like yeah. this is this is the story, and then Image was like, okay, we can work with that five issues they're going to be hooked we'll sell that i mean they have it's sold out you can't buy an issue number one for less than 75 dollars which fucking chaps my ass damn yeah that's crazy volume number one this is the this era of my life has been the first time that i've noticed that um it started with invincible if you know me i'm an invincible fan no way (laughs) they trade paperbacks go to second prints yeah that's crazy that's insane to me compendiums go to second prints i don't remember that being a thing definitely not. it's never been a thing before i think invincible was one of the first ones walking dead obviously walking uh, phoenix walking phoenix the joker <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like now it's a thing that volume one of this story that's only has six issues has already gone to reprint for the yeah. first volume it's nuts okay so what do you think what do you think about this what are your thoughts on, as a whole no initial thoughts anymore 
What'd you think about the story, Simon? What are my thoughts as a whole? Um, I really, I love the concept of it. Um, yeah. From from issue one, just the alternative truth thing, because we live in that world now. We do. Especially like people like us and our friends. Some of our friends are like, I don't, and this sounds rude, I'm not being rude. But I want to say quasi quasi intellectuals, like <laughs> yeah, we are smart, but like smart about dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, we're semi smart. We know how to spell yeah. some words. Yeah, we're smart about like base level intelligence, and then really like I'm extremely intelligent about fictional characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like we're quasi intellectuals. Right. I can tell you a shit ton of keyboard shortcuts on Photoshop, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I can fix your computer. Ask anybody in my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, this is just the world we live in. Like, yeah. and it's so crazy because you think it's like no way anybody's that crazy. Yeah. But every day, check a forum. Check any forum. Check, check the Facebook, fucking national dog. news, yeah. man. Check Facebook, man. <laughs> We had an entire group of people that stormed the Capitol thinking that the election yeah. was rigged. Okay, yeah. so it's That's a life. Yeah. It's, it's a real problem. Um, and so, honestly, I love this book and I love conspiracy theories. It hit a little close to home. It, 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 it hit like knock on your door. Yeah, you're oh. like, fuck. Because somebody is reading this thinking it's real life. I'm not lying when I say that. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, um, before we recorded... I even talked, we talked a little bit before we recorded. And I, I mentioned like every book that I read, as far as like, I, I read the weekly books that come out, but like everything that we read for the podcast, I read in the mind frame of like, I finish issue one and I'm just like, I damn, I wonder what Simon thought about that. And like the entire time I read this, I was just, I was so just into it. I didn't think that until the end. Mm. And then when I finished it, I was just like, damn, I really, really cannot wait to get on the pod. And for me, like, I don't care. This is a weird feeling. Like when we started the podcast and when we've been doing the podcast, I was like, damn, I hope people listen. I hope people like, you know, share it and shit like that. But like this week, legitimately, when I got done with issue five, I was like, I could give a shit less what anybody listens to like i legitimately <laughs> want to hear what my friend thinks about this book because this is the first maybe i should read more books that i've never read before you yeah know? because this was legitimately my first time reading it and i am excited to hear what you think about it too i really enjoy reading books that you haven't read because yeah. it's not like the anticipation of just my thoughts like i yeah. love this uh going back and forth um Cause I'm the same way. Like I'm curious what you, what you're really thinking about it. Um, but man, yeah, it hit a little too close to home for me too close. to be comfortable, but I, I love it. I love the concept of it. Like I said, from the, at the beginning of our episode, like I love the concept. I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, you know, it definitely has its problems like every book will. Yeah. But, I would like to hear about, okay, so these are pros. We're talking about how much we love it. Let, let me hear about your cons. What do you not like about it? Because that's what I'm more interested in. Well, th so there's only a few things that I really... Let me hear it. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the art, though I think it fits. So it's kind of a yeah. double edge. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's catch like it's not my, It's not my particular style. Like, you guys know me. I like 
solid lines. I like big butts. I, I like it to get crazy, but I like the colors have to be popping solid. Yeah. This was very sporadic, heavy shadows, typically not my style of book, but man, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, the thing is, I prefer like a sketchier style, but this is still too loose. I don't well, know. What I, what I will say, Simon, um, Philadelphia. I loved that story. We talked mm-hmm. about it. One thing that I will say about my thoughts on the art, because I wasn't the hugest fan of the art style in Philadelphia, even though it did similarly fit. This book had consistency. Yes. Yeah. The entire book had a cons. I mean, it nailed its consistency. I'm not comparing it to Philadelphia, but like, right. In, well, in our episode of Philadelphia, one of my things were one of my complaints were that uh, inconsistency with panels. Mm-hmm. You know, with some some panels being comic booky, some panels being more in the artistic style, uh, more panels being dark, more panels being light, and my, that was my thing. This book nailed. The consistency and i think that's where it gets sort of a, a bonus even though i wasn't a fan of the art style i feel like that's where it wins for me because it was consistent like n- literally nailed panel for panel like uh no spoilers but the um the reporters or the press not not the press guys but like the editor and stuff when they're talking like all their dialogue panels were supposedly behind um bugged a bugged room where they had like hidden cameras and stuff and you never see these guys no yeah not until you you see you you see hazy pictures and you see like what would be behind like a bush like the the panels it was just it nailed it man yeah yeah um it definitely it definitely did i mean it fits a lot um so that made up for it in my like not my style but the consistency i get it yeah 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 definitely definitely um there were a few the only other uh issues i have and i'm sure this is all narrative sake you know um or just like defining what he's even doing you know this organization doesn't make a lot of they they make a, a few references about what they do but that's why i brought in control like the game like you think you know what this organization does but you really don't know you have no idea um there's there's a wider even, world there because even at one point he doesn't and that's why i say it's so important that like we are cold and i don't mm. mean it in like a you know metaphysical type of thing i mean like he thinks he got hired by this agency uh-huh. and this is his job so he says i want to do this this is the job i want i want to hunt so and so and the director not going to even spoil who it is because I feel like that's a spoiler. He's like, you don't understand. And I feel like he's talking to the reader then. Yeah. Like, like you don't understand. Like that's not, no one gives a shit about that really. Yeah. Cole becomes an avatar for the reader. Yeah. He's like, that doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, it's a big story moment, but like think about the bigger picture. And that's probably why they picked, you know, the satanic panic because uh, a lot of the comic readers that are going to be reading this were alive around that time. That day, yeah. But uh, yeah, so not really grasping everything. I mean, I'm not wanting, I don't need it all spelled out for me, but yeah. I don't know. I 
it's i'm kind of i will say that i got a little lost on some things but again it's not ever laid out clearly so yeah i don't think that purposefully right yeah it is all for narrative sake so it's hard to say that's a con or a pro and a lot of so it's hard to even list cons i reread a lot yeah um, and i agree with you i it's hard for me to say actual cons because i'm like I want to read the next issue. I want to read the next issue. Like maybe, maybe in a, I, I would hope that you would still be doing this with me in a year or two. And it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a, Ooh, that's a big ask. <laughs> but like, I want to see the reactions when the series is done. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see like issue 15 or, yeah. yeah. You know, like grand scheme. So we, we did um, Oblivion song with our good friend Hirsch. We just, I just got news that it's ending. So oh. like, I would like to have Hirsch back on and us all read the entire thing. Like that, that's important to me because I feel like initial reactions and then like full reactions are important. Yeah. Because you don't know what James Tenyon's planning. Like he has the story done and it's said, he's not writing this every week. Right. He knows the ending. He has the overarching narrative. Yeah. He, he knows the ending. And it's just like, I, I would like to see the whole, you know, my opinion on the whole thing. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, this definitely doesn't end with issue five and issue five isn't satisfying in the fact that it's like a self-contained, you know, it it's, continues on. We said episodes a lot. We referred to the issues as episodes a lot. Tom did it, I did it because it ends in that same way. Like a, a TV, season. Like a TV show ends and you're like, damn it (laughs) yeah like a good hbo series you're like what the fuck i gotta wait a year you gotta wait a year and then we have to finish the ending so and then issue six spoiler alert doesn't even give it to you (laughs) i read issue six and i'm just like fuck (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's backstory issue six is like backstory. oh great even better i love that I love when episode one or issue one of a next season is just like not continuing the last part. Of the- oh, oh, it sucks. It's like Pope backstory, like the fucking. Oh, I was like, no. Oh man, I really have to get into it then. Yeah. Uh, I this is definitely so brass tacks. This is definitely a book that I'll keep reading. I'm gonna try to anyway. Uh, Same. You keep me busy, but uh, I definitely Same. will try to. Uh, keep reading this because i wouldn't mind having issues of this yeah Um, yeah i don't and this is something that honestly if a show comes out i would judge harshly (laughs) yeah that's not what that was like in the book yeah i would judge harshly because this it's really hard don't make don't make shows about good books man yeah you're you're never gonna win for sure don't 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 do it luckily i never read um What's the Netflix show by Gerard Way? Uh, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy. Luckily, I never read that until afterwards. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Lock and Key. I never read Lock and Key until after Lock and Key came out. Mm. So luckily, I was like, oh, yeah, these are okay. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> not going to not gonna work for you. No. Did you watch Batman uh, Hush? The animated movie? Mm-hmm. It's on HBO. I'll have to watch it. Watch it. 
I wonder if that we'll talk about this. Does Batgirl have sex with uh, Batman? Now? Well, we'll 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 talk about this on the after show. <laughs> this is the point. This is the point of the podcast, guys, where we're going to give our review, and we strongly suggest that you read this book. I do. I at least strongly suggest that you check it out. I think you should read because it's good for your brain. Yeah, even though there's pictures. <laughs> the pictures almost take away from the words in this. It's almost disjointing. <laughs> yeah, really. This would make a great novel. I'll say that. It really would. Um, I got mine, bro. Yeah. I don't give. I have given this uh, out before, but I don't give it out often. All right. You want to say it first? You want me to go? Oh, Simon's always first, dog. Except for when he's not. I give it a G4. To me, G4 is the perfect piece of toast. Um, Okay. I cannot complain about the book itself. Anything other than like narrative sake. Again, it's all for the narrative. Um, And so this is purely preference because um, I'm also giving it the perfect piece of toast. Mine's E5. (laughs) That's the perfect piece of toast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, this golden brown nugget ain't the toast, ain't the toast with the most. I absolutely love our grading scale. <laughs> <laughs> so nonsensical, um. But yeah, no, I, I, I. There's nothing I would change, honestly, to make this better. If that makes any sense. No, I feel like if I added anything to it, it would absolutely ruin it. Yeah, it becomes a garbage salad. And I can't say that a lot because I. I think I could add a lot to certain comic books, but this one, no, I feel like it, it danced the line of real life um, with this, like, I, I don't know. It, it blended a lot of these things into like how ridiculous they are, but also like, it makes how, you think how it's not that ridiculous. Yeah, It definitely like, you're like, what idiot. And then you're like, damn. <laughs> not spoiling but a, a quote in the last issue is people think what they want to think and like who am i to to tell these people like you know he's like who am i to tell these people what's real or not right like it's not my job like my job is the freedom of thought yeah there are certain philosophers that say that yeah. your reality is is what you make it yeah. like you who am i only- to tell you yeah like you're telling everybody what they should think yeah, you're I the only real were, person yeah. here. So <laughs> who's the and the the line between good and evil is is not here in this book. It's like you don't know. It's mainly like and they make it very very specific because they show the you know the evil presence. He's like, listen, they control you with this evil thought. I took it out of your head. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want with that. <laughs> then he fucking leaves. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. What <laughs> does it mean? Uh, there you have it, folks. Read it. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. I really comment. TikTok us. Yeah. Do something. I'd like to have like a reaction show where we could talk about like other people's thoughts. Mm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, comment uh, wherever you can comment, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so on Anchor, which is in our show notes on you know, Spotify, uh, Apple, everywhere, there's a link to where you can ask questions or you can even submit remarks. So you can hit that, whatever. I think for our 100th episode, which we're coming up close on, 
maybe we'll do like a Q&A episode or like a reaction episode. So if you have questions, send them in and then like we'll talk to you guys and we'll yeah. answer them. Or join maybe. our Discord. Join our Discord. Um, some of our real life friends are joining now, which is cool. <laughs> kind of. Until we get too weird for them. They're like, flick this noise. No, I think it'd be cool, man. Yeah. I love hanging out on Discord. I know it probably gets on your nerves. No, it's all right. I just get busy. I, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, gets, it gets pretty nerdy real quick. Real. Uh, so join the Discord, hang out. And we'll probably, yeah, for the Q&A episode, we'll probably take a lot of questions from Discord and then whatever questions we get from Anchor. So, um, or TikTok. Just, just, yeah, just, yeah, maybe I'll, you know, maybe we'll make a post on TikTok about answering questions because we get, we do Q&A Sundays on there. So maybe we'll answer a couple of the, of the most popular ones on there. Yeah. So look us up on social media at Wednesday Pool on basically everything. You can find yep. me at Simeon or Simon Toast. <laughs> Simon Toast on Instagram, uh, Wednesday Pool Sim on TikTok if you're looking yep. for some uh, toy photos. Um, so yeah, say your line. <laughs> Do that. We're circling the drain, guys. Um, <laughs> I'm going to talk to Simon for a few minutes after this. It's late. And I, I need, we need to get to sleep. But uh, we're certainly going to dream. We'll see you guys next time. I can't wait. I think next week we are reviewing Daredevil number one. I cannot wait to read this with you. You are a Daredevil fan, first of all. I do. I do like And so am I. And this, it's been a long time since I've read the first couple of issues. But Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run is absolutely my favorite. And I've read every Daredevil run. And this is hands down my favorite. I don't want to oversell it. I would hate if you're like, <laughs> this is the worst. Is the worst. <laughs> Daredevil's in a wheelchair? What? <laughs> yeah. He can see now. What is this shit? <laughs> that actually happens. In, oh, God. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>